Welcome to Love from the Hip presents the Conscious Coaching Hour. I'm intuitive medium, spiritual coach, and your host, Sakura Sutter. I am also the host of Love from the Hip. And I'm forgiveness coach, author, and your host, Brenda Reese. And I'm transformational coach, author, and your host, Roy Reich. There is great power in the number three. It is not only the number our brains remember most, but it is also the triad, as it contains a beginning, a middle, and an end. It represents wholeness. And what better way to absorb information than from the power of three coaches? We created the show with the intention of assisting you in awakening your intuition and inner coach and to help you live your best life. We will have real conversations and share our own experiences along the way. At the close of the show, we'll offer up our own personal coaching techniques as well. Today's topic is resilience. Resilience is the ability to stay strong in the face of adversity. Rather than letting difficulties, traumatic events, or failures overcome us and drain our resolve, highly resilient people find a way to change course, emotionally heal, and continue moving forward towards their goals. Psychologists have identified a number of factors that appear to make a person more resilient. For example, research has shown that people with high self-esteem tend to be more resilient, as do people who believe they control their own fate. Positive framing of situations, the ability to regulate emotions, and the ability to see failure as a form of helpful feedback are also important. We've also become resilient in multiple ways. The first is natural resilience or the level of resilience you were born with. Genetically, some of us have higher levels of resilience right out of the gate. The second is adaptive resilience, which is born from adversity. It's the sort of resilience people are referring to when they say, I learned the hard way, and is often associated with strength of character. And lastly, restored resilience, which is intentionally learned. We can all learn skills and techniques to build on our natural resilience. It's good news as it means we can all learn to become more resilient and learn skills that can be utilized to deal with the past, present, or future obstacles and opportunities. So stay tuned for this episode of the Conscious Coaching Hour, where we'll be exploring resilience, what it is, why it's important, and how to build more of it into our daily lives. And remember, this is a live show, and we're offering up intuitive messages and insight. So feel free to message us on Facebook page at Love From The Hip, that's H-Y-P, The passing of our loved ones always proves to be very challenging, but can be met with ease when working with someone who can hold space, compassion, and especially someone who works across the veil. Allow Sakura Sutter, multidimensional channeler and intuitive medium, to be your spiritual guide with the other side. No matter if you choose to communicate with your transitioned loved ones to help you with the grieving process, or connect with spiritual, galactic, and other light beings to explore and dive in more on your spiritual path, Sakura can assist you. Not only does Sakura channel insightful messages, but she also incorporates her metaphysical tools to help you move through blocks and unprocessed emotions and feelings, providing you with a closure, relief, and new mindset to move forward. So don't hesitate to take your first step towards healing so you can start living your life once again. Remote sessions available. Contact Sakura at sakurasutter.com. That's S-A-K-U-R-A. S-U-T-T-E-R dot com. A health crisis is one of the most challenging situations we will experience in our lifetime. It leaves us frightened, confused, and asking, why did this happen to me? Transformational coach Rory Reich experienced his healing crisis when the life he had so carefully constructed came crumbling down around him. The universe had offered him a challenge. He chose to accept it and to rediscover who he was before it was too late. In his book, Transform Yourself Through Disease, Rory shares his personal journey alongside eight practical steps to help those who are stuck realize their self-impairing beliefs and discover ways of transforming them so they can reclaim their health and create the life of their dreams. Don't let your health crisis define you. Take the next step and transform yourself today. For a free life coaching consultation, contact Rory at RoryReich.com. That's R-O-R-Y. R-E-I-C-H dot com. 
Men, care for your skin properly, starting with your face. Sakura Skin and Mind offers their Gentleman's Groom Clinical Facial designed for your rugged skin. A deep cleansing clinical facial is like a one, two, three punch to wrinkles, age spots, and problem skin. Tame those brows, ears, and nostrils. Sakura Skin and Mind, erasing wrinkles one clinical facial at a time. Learn more at sakuraskinandmind.com. S-A-K-U-R-A skinandmind.com Welcome back to Love from the Hip presents the Conscious Coaching Hour. I'm intuitive medium, spiritual coach, and your host, Sakura Sutter. I am also the host of Love from the Hip. And I'm forgiveness coach, author, and your host, Brenda Reese. And I'm transformational coach, author, and your host, Rory Reich. On today's show, we're discussing resilience. If you have a question, need some advice, message us directly on our Facebook page, Love from the Hip. That's H-Y-P. I really like that intro, mm-hmm. Rory, and I like that you mentioned the three types of resilience. And I'm, you know, as you were as you were thinking about this process, what do you think? Which one did you have, or do you have all of them? <laughs> I wish I could say that I was born with lots of natural resilience, but I don't think that's the case. Um, <laughs> I think most of my life, I've just you know learned resilience from the adaptive kind, like learn the hard way. Mm-hmm. And I think it's only recently, within the last few years, that I've really been focusing on the restored resilience, mm-hmm. right? The intentional kind. Yeah. Um, what about you? Mm. Well, as I was listening, I'm going, well, all three, because I think I came in with with the resilient, the natural, because looking back, I had to, you know, looking back after doing more of the intentional work. And looking at my timeline and relationships and all that, the, the trauma that I went through and survived through, developing, of course, you know, defense mechanisms and <laughs> all mm-hmm. of that, that, that's a form of resilience, being able to keep going forward. So that's the way I looked at it for natural. And the adaptive, of course, came through all that trauma, right? We learned, I learned how to cope. Now, it doesn't necessarily mean it was a positive experience, right? right? But I did learn through those experiences. And that helped me to go, oh, okay, I do have what it takes. I can get through. And then I think, and then like you, over the last 10 years, really focusing on this uh, restored. You know, how can I intentionally, with the gratitude and with the different learnings and the personal growth, how can I intentionally learn how to be resilient? Mm -hmm. How about you, Sikara? I would agree with you. I have all three. (laughs) Um, natural in the sense of, you know, it's even in my natal chart, the wounded Mm. healer, right? Oh, yeah. And then coming from genetically a long line of people who had to be resilient, whether they were in the internment camp or Mm. wars, and then adaptive living and growing up in inner city Chicago (laughs) and also being woo, right? And a single mother trying to make it and survive. Yeah. And then restored by revisiting all of those traumas and experiences through other modalities, right? Like hypnosis and being able to reframe those setbacks mm-hmm. and see them as opportunities and also self-growth. Yeah. So yeah, I would say all three. Well, as you're, as you're talking, it's making me wonder, is there positive and negative resilience, right? Yeah. Just because we oh, become yeah. more resilient, do our, the, the mechanisms that we use to cope are those always good? Mm-hmm. That's really good because when I was talking about it, you know, I learned codependence, right? Mm-hmm. I learned to survive yeah. by taking care of others where I suffered. But mm-hmm. I learned how to do that for safety's sake, right? If I take care of you, then you, maybe you won't hurt me, right? Right, growing up. So that's a really good reflection mm-hmm. on that because I think I talked about coping mechanisms or defense mechanisms. I think that's a part of resilience. Yeah. Um maybe in and then later i learned oh that's not so good or normalizing right normalizing, normalizing the trauma like, yes oh this is what everyone experiences right which as you were saying is rory is not so positive and even as psychologists say they say that the central element of resilience is perception yes so how you experience that trauma whether it is a trauma to you or as we were saying you normalize it mm-hmm. is how resilient you you are so, yeah. yeah, definitely. That's why I think the, the restorative resilience seems more intentional. Right. Right? You're, you're trying to figure out what tools you're going to use intentionally right. versus survival. Right? True. Yeah, that thrive, thriving versus, you know, surviving. And, you know, when you said perception, mm-hmm. it's, it's what I learned um, over the last decade with the forgiveness work 
was a shift of perception. That's what changes our stories and Absolutely. how we look at things. Yeah. And that's what helped me to reframe, like right. you were talking about, my past so that I could then heal those coping mechanisms that I learned. And then I guess we would call it turning it more into a positive resilience. Right. Like you worked, you got through it, you coped. Yeah. Right. Exactly. But then you have to go back now mm-hmm. and do the work to unravel all of that trauma or go through all of those experiences to validate how you were feeling. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and hi- yeah, hypnotherapy was good for that, for yeah. helping me with that. Absolutely. And the different modalities, the, the healing, right? Mm-hmm. The energy healing and stuff. But the hypno was really good for mm-hmm. helping go back to those places I was afraid to go. Right. Yeah. Yes, it's it's almost like just because you cope and you get through it and you are more resilient, that's yes. not necessarily always a great thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's a way to do it that's more positive. Well, yeah, because I, n- I was numbing out. Yeah. Right. Right. When it came to that big emotional Instead of handing, being able to handle those emotions, it was more of a numbing out, mm-hmm. right? And I thought everybody did that. <laughs> it's well, I like, no. We, I definitely think we do, at a, especially at a younger age, mm-hmm. right? Well, we don't yeah. really have the understanding to even know how to deal with it. Well, and we learn from our caregivers, right? Yep. We see how they cope with things or not cope with or things. Or not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's good. So what does resilience mean to you, Brenda? Well, simply... It's like learning how to recover from difficulties or move through difficulties, you know. So resilience for me is how my adaptability mm-hmm. in a way. Um, and where I have learned, it's funny when I was looking back at this, thinking about this topic, it's like, you know, it's looking at the glass half full, like people talk about, silver lining, mm-hmm. um, and not glorifying it. But what I always have done, which is interesting to me, which which caught me thinking about the kind of born with it resilience is looking at the gift in it that's something that I've always done and I don't know where I if I learned it or if I just did it because I know that happens right we can have those so it's like looking for like I know there's a gift in this somewhere I know there's something in here a meaning a purpose mm-hmm. so that's what you know resilience means to me is finding the meaning in it to help me get through it right yeah. How about you, Sakura? Um, well, when I think of resilience, the first thing I think about is skin <laughs> <laughs> and elasticity, right? Yeah. And bouncing back to your beautiful, normal skin. But we are also born with so much less elasticity. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because it's also harder to create as we're adults. So similar to resilience in that way. But resilience to me is becoming more self-aware. Mm. But then there's this ironic part about it. Right. So we have these experiences that cause us to build this resilience. But the resilience needs to be built because we're not being self-aware in the first place. Right. Like (laughs) we bring in those experiences and those traumas because we don't know exactly who we are. And so resilience to me is being aligned with your true self. Mm. That's what I think is the bottom line with resilience. That's great. What about you? I think it's, you know, very similar. I I think it's the ability to to get through difficult situations. And you know, as we're talking, I think th- there's positive and negative, right? Sometimes we just need to get through it and we need to survive and come out the other side. That doesn't always mean we learn the best mm-hmm. coping techniques, right? Mm-hmm. So I think just survivability is not enough. I think mm-hmm. it's, as you're talking about, it's the way that you see it. Right. It's the way that you reframe it. It's the tools that you use to get through it. So you do it in a healthy way because mm-hmm. I think that's going to obviously change you know, the, the emotions that are stored, the way that you look at life. And so for me, resilience, I think, would be more of on the positive side. How do we get through a difficult experience in a very positive way and continue forward? Not just get through it, not just survive. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's enough. Well, and I think younger, because what I'm thinking, of, I didn't have the tools to get through it. Right. I wasn't shown, you know, I mean, maybe there's people out there that are from a very young age. Well, you had your own tools. I had my own. Right. right. You know, yeah. and so... I think in that case, you know, and going the woo-woo way is like, well, maybe we're meant to go through these experiences, Mm -hmm. right? And learn the tools that we eventually learn. So then is that positive or negative, right? When we look back at those things. Right. Everything is meant for you. I know. Yeah. Opportunity. That's what I was just thinking as we were talking about positive, negative. It's like, oh, I can reframe it. Mm-hmm. and have a different perception around it that's like, and that's what helped me with the forgiveness work, helped me to reframe those darker times in my past is being knowing that there was a reason for it. 
And shift your mindset. And shift yeah. the mindset because it, it, I could viscerally feel it when I did that. So that makes a difference. Yeah, I think the difference is unintentional versus intentional, right? When we're younger, mm-hmm. we don't even understand it. We don't mm-hmm. even have the tools. So there's nothing mm-hmm. we could do. So, that, of course, that's not negative. I think as you get older and you do have that understanding, then you have a choice. Yeah. You have a choice of a how victim to... or not. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yes. Now, well, yeah. Wasn't the pandemic the perfect setting for resilience? Perfect. Right. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people took the opportunity during that time, and those were the ones that were showing resilience. Well, they were, and where they were switching jobs or quitting jobs mm-hmm. or you know relationships. I mean, they were showing so much, and then there was those that. They were saying the alcohol increased, right? right? The sales of alcohol, the sales of drugs and different things happened too. Right. But we did watch a lot of the resilience. It's like, oh, I don't want to put up with this anymore. I think that's mm-hmm. a form of resilience too, is like knowing your, like you said, self-awareness. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I think that's a foundational piece for resilience too. Boundaries. Boundaries and going, no, I, I'm not going to do that anymore. Mm-hmm. And we watched a lot of that. So other than covid <laughs> is there a specific event that challenged you to learn the meaning of resilience oh that's a good one um yeah i mean i think definitely when i had my health issues and, and went through my divorce that was that was the most impactful time in my life mm-hmm. it really started to make me ask questions and look for tools for healing yeah i think you know i'm still obviously on my journey and I think more now than ever I'm learning about resilience you know it just it just continues to unfold through different situations so you may have got through your health issue your health crisis and maybe you got through your divorce but you're not done mm-hmm. right life is going to continuously bring up these events situations opportunities and so that's kind of what I'm saying even though I may have gotten through those experiences I don't think the tools that I use were perfect. So you're at level 54. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and so now when a new one comes up, I'm better than I was. Right. right? But I'm Absolutely. still being challenged. I'm still learning. I'm still dealing with like oh, how to look at it differently, how to see it as an opportunity. So I don't know when I'm going to be at level 100 if 100 is the top. <laughs> but I got a ways to go. Uh-huh. How about you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I would agree. I, I would say overcoming illness is what. Yeah really challenged me to step. But I mean, really, it challenged me. Either you die or you live this life for you, by you, be you. And that was the ultimate choice that I yeah. had to make. So what about for you, Brent? That's pretty resilient. Yeah. yeah. You know, what you guys <laughs> had to go through health-wise, too. That's really resilient. And, of course, divorce. Uh, that was mine, too. But, you know, I was thinking about this. And um, in doing the inner work that I've done, over the years, and when I mentioned the timeline and looking at that timeline of events mm-hmm. and relationships, because that's where I went with the shadow work, right? Trying to heal this, trying to get through and, right. you know, trying to make my life better. Um, you know, it went back to my earlier years. And it was like, oh, I learned resilience when my mom and dad went through a divorce because of the fact that he didn't want me, right? Mm-hmm. He wanted this stepdaughter that he was moving in with, right? And, and it, and it, I learned then, oh, okay, I have to please people to get them to love me, right? It was a, I was learning resilience and <clears throat> in the face of that. And so just looking at this and going, mm, I bet you it went before that, right? you know, but it was like, wow, when I look back at this timeline, resilience has been there, not necessarily, you know, I wouldn't look at it positively, but in reframing it, I could, but that which led me to all these other experiences, when I look at it this way through the lens of resilience, it's like, wow, I had opportunity after opportunity through different abuses, through different um, health issues that started to happen, through, you know, three divorces, (laughs) and, you know, different, and going through, you know, alcoholism, Mm -hmm. you know, and that addiction. And so all of it helped teach me. So it wasn't just one, but if I was thinking about the one, it would go back to that. All blessings in disguise, but yeah. geez, Brenda, yeah. But we all have that uh-huh. if we think about it. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, we yeah. can think of our adult life, but what about then? That's, mm-hmm. I think, where we start, the well, resilience. I, th- I think what's interesting, too, is when were you just surviving, right, as we yeah. talked about? Yeah. And then when did you have the opportunity where somebody was there to teach you and give you tools, mm-hmm. right? And I think that's the defining, like, when I started to have my health issues, that's when I really started to look for help. 
and tools yeah. and people and modalities. Like that was the big shift. Before that, I think I was just doing it on my own, right? Yeah. And we're yeah. only ca- like, yes, when we're on our own, we do find ways to get through it. Mm-hmm. For the most part, right? Well, you're never alone. Well, yeah. you have your angels and your guides. <laughs> well, you Sorry. have your angels, and they show up as humans. Because as right. you're talking, I'm thinking, you know, these little things are popping in my head. Because look at how many people are encouraged by coaches, mentors, mentors. Yeah. But throughout the life, because I can think of certain people, little angels, I think mm-hmm. that popped up in my life to when help me it. when I needed it when I was younger. Yeah. That I did that were just disappeared, right? right? They were just there and gone. Mm-hmm. And how many of those happen in your life? And it's right? also why, as children we create imaginary friends, right? Whether they're imaginary or not, we create our own support system. We do. Yeah, Gets us through a bunch of stuff. (laughs) (laughs) So what other qualities do you possess that helped you become more resilient, Brenda? Mm. What other qualities? Uh, I think it was just looking at that, learning to look Mm -hmm. through the gift. Um, Wherever that came from, it just baffles me. It's like, what? Where was I born with that? Or did I learn that? Where did I learn it? But I think that that's what helps me with resilience is being able to now, I'll just say now, look at it differently and go, okay, I'm being challenged. This person's irritating me. What's What's the mirror here? What's the lesson (laughs) for me before I can determine them? So I'm, you know, so that I think is what's helped me, especially these last few years getting through all this stuff is like, what can I learn here? What can I take responsibility for? Because I think that helps me with resilience. Mm-hmm. What can I take responsibility for on my part, right? right. And then be able to look at it differently. Mm-hmm. How about you, Rory? Uh, you know, as you're talking, I just think as a child, I just learned to take care of myself, right? So that's how I've gotten through life for the most mm-hmm. part, is just, just take care of myself. I will figure it out. I think as I've gotten older, now I'm learning to ask for help, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> understanding that, you know, it comes to a time when you, you just cannot, or you, you know, you need help. Yes, you could probably just take care but of yourself. But asking and also life. getting it, right? Yeah, right. And even, <laughs> Receiving? Underst- even yeah. understanding that that's an option. Right. Um, and then, as you mentioned, I think it's just the perception for me, mm-hmm. understanding to look at the situation differently is the most important thing, right? Like, yeah. oh, is this an opportunity? What is this opportunity? Why is this happening? What can I learn from it? Mm-hmm. How can I show up differently? Like that simple tool of just taking a step back and not feeling like this is happening to me, mm-hmm. right? It's happening for right. me. Because everything in life, like, we, like I said, we can't avoid these situations. Right. So when they come up, instead of getting angry and frustrated and Mm-hmm. you know, using bad coping mechanisms. It's like, well, it's here. How can I deal with it in a positive way? So yeah, it's really that right. reframing. Yeah. yeah, it is. Sakura. Yeah, definitely positive outlook, as both of you have mentioned. But also trust and mm-hmm. trusting that everything that is happening is divinely laid out for you mm-hmm. and also by you, right? So, <laughs> Oh, there's sure. that. <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole nother episode. So how much of your resilience do you believe is ancestral or past life related? <gasps> oh, I knew she was going to ask something like that. You want to go first? Oh, no, I think Rory can. <laughs> oh, thanks for putting me on the spot. That's a tough one. I think that goes back to the, as we talked about, you know, how much do you think is genetic? And that's mm-hmm. where I feel like I came in with not a ton of resilience like you're okay yeah I made it through but when I look at the coping mechanisms that I made it through with I'm like oh, these are not the most positive things like they're definitely affecting me mm-hmm. as I get older in right. ways that I wish they wouldn't maybe that's the same for everyone so I don't know I'm, I'm gonna pass the buck because I'm not really sure I have a great <laughs> answer on that one what about you Brenda well I think it is I mean I, yeah. I do I think that we bring in because I saw the patterns mm-hmm. in in my grandmother and her mother just in knowing the stories and so it was interesting to see why is that same exact thing happening again right and I think that so I think it is ancestral Mm -hmm. because we bring so much in in our DNA but just in our energy fields in this in this family line and there's so much proof out there now you know that I agree and so Miss Sakura what do you think I definitely agree, as with any talent, right, or as you mentioned, any disease. We're doing all mm-hmm. these testing testing now, right, to yeah. test for genetically carried over diseases. Yeah. But with saying that, just because it's in your bloodline doesn't mean that's how you're going to access it, right? Everything is an opportunity. So whether or not that's your lesson in this lifetime or not, or whether it's your lesson in your next lifetime. And so, yeah, past lives, too, I believe that it's, it's definitely karma, and you can either choose to get the lesson from it or you can play a victim, but the choice is yours. Yeah, I think the interesting thing is that your 
your parent could have dealt with it, mm-hmm. right? And then you wouldn't be dealing with it, right? right. So it could have came from Darn their them. ancestors. <laughs> you wouldn't be dealing with it right now if your parents had dealt with it and then taught you differently. Right. Well, yeah, and I get to see that with my kids now, mm-hmm. right? Where I'm dealing with some of the trauma, right? This pattern that was passed on, I'm dealing with it now. And I'm, I'm watching it with my grandkids. You're doing a not, lot of work. Brenda. I'm doing a lot. Thank you. But the gra- it's not showing up in the grandkids. Mm. Yeah. 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 Huge. Well, with that, we're going to take a break. But stay tuned for more of the Conscious Coaching Hour. And if you have a question about resilience or would like an intuitive message, then message us directly on our Facebook page, Love from the Hip. That's HYP. A health crisis is one of the most challenging situations we will experience in our lifetime. It leaves us frightened, confused, and asking, why did this happen to me? Transformational coach Rory Reich experienced his healing crisis when the life he had so carefully constructed came crumbling down around him. The universe had offered him a challenge. He chose to accept it and to rediscover who he was before it was too late. In his book, Transform Yourself Through Disease, Rory shares his personal journey alongside eight practical steps to help those who are stuck realize their self-impairing beliefs and discover ways of transforming them so they can reclaim their health and create the life of their dreams. Don't let your health crisis define you. Take the next step and transform yourself today. For a free life coaching consultation, contact Rory at RoryReich.com. That's R-O-R-Y-R-E-I-C-H dot com. Is your tween starting to experience a change in their skin? Want to get them on an easy at-home routine and have good skin hygiene? Allow Sakura Skin in Mind to help your tween out. This brief, deep cleansing and educational 35-minute facial is just enough to get your tween, ages 10 to 12 years old, started off in the right direction. Sakura Skin in Mind uses the latest in the clinical skincare industry to care for your tween the right way. Sakura Skin in Mind, treating skin out there with an ounce of treatment and a pound of protection. Call 206-730-7429 or go to sakuraskinandmind.com. Taking care of your body's largest organ can be difficult, but not for Astera Skincare Mist. This topical skin spray supports your skin's own natural healing defenses. Astera Skincare Mist is a light misting spray free of parabens, alcohol, toxins, and fragrance. This all-natural topical skin spray will take the woe out of your skincare worries without clogging your pores. Irritation, inflammation, redness, post-procedure sensitivities, no problem. With Astera Skincare Mist, you can continue about your day without the skin dismay. Acne, rosacea, psoriasis, sunburns, rashes, and fungus? Don't let these skin concerns inconvenience you. Instead, let Astera Skincare Mist allow you to be happy in the skin you're in. Available at Sakura Skin and Mind. Learn more at esteracare.com. That's E-S-T-H-E-R-A care.com. Welcome back to Love from the Hip presents the Conscious Coaching Hour. I'm intuitive medium, spiritual coach, and your host, Sakura Sutter. I'm also the host of Love from the Hip. And I'm forgiveness coach, author, and your host, Brenda Reese. And I'm transformational coach, author, and your host, Roy Reich. On today's show, we're discussing resilience. If you have a question or need some advice, Message us directly on our Facebook page, Love from the Hip, that's H-Y-P, or call 1-888-298-KKNW or 425-373-5527. All right. Well, you guys want to go to some of our messages we have for today? Yes, please. All right. Eric, can you help us out? Sure. Kristen from Pocatello, Idaho says, I've gone from a nine-to-five job to starting an online business. It's been such a challenge and I want to give up. It feels like I need more resilience. Any ideas on how to build it? Well, Mm -hmm. (laughs) speaking from experience, the first thing I would say to you is mantras, mantras, mantras. (laughs) And my favorite mantra is this is only temporary. And while that's helped me through illness, it's also helped me in times where I was questioning whether or not I should have left the corporate world and opened up my own spa. But definitely mantras, mantras, mantras. And then trust that everything is happening as it should. Create moments of mindfulness for you to check back in with yourself, right? That's where we, we do that through the transition of everything. Just check in with you. And then also maintaining your self-care because you need all the energy you can get by running your own business for sure. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Ditto on all of that. <laughs> and I will say, too, um, there's a detoxing that happens mm-hmm. if you're coming from corporate. 
and that's what I experienced, there's this detox and it's hard to explain. And when somebody said it to me, it was like, oh my gosh, it made so much sense. Cause it's almost like a hurting. It's like right. a, cause you're, you're taking a different look at how you need to show up for yourself now, instead of that nine to five thing, right? That box. Now you don't have those parameters and it can be scary. And you don't have those lifelines, right? You don't have the life. It's all you. <laughs> uh-huh. And not to scare you more, Kristen. But, um, but I love what you said, the mantras and the trust and creating the mindfulness and the self-care. Also, what Rory mentioned earlier, getting support. Mm-hmm. Because that's the one thing. I could do it myself. I can do it myself, right? And I couldn't do it myself. And so getting the support was so helpful from like a coach or even a mentor of some right. sort. It's like, how do you do this stuff? So that way, when you on the floor, right, when you're having yeah. your bathroom floor moment, you, you know, yeah. you have a lifeline to call to and, and where somebody says, yeah, I got you. Mm-hmm. It's going to be OK. You know, so understand that. And and also something I didn't do was draw on my strengths. Hmm. I just kind of flatline. It was like, oh, my God, I don't know what I'm doing. But and, and I had to have somebody draw those out in me. What are your strengths? What did you use before right. that you can use now? And your strength is what actually led you right, right away exactly. from the corporate job to open exactly. up your own business. Exactly. And you can use the mantras around those things because mm-hmm. that's what I ended up doing, you know, stickies on the bathroom mirror and yes, those you know, are great. all of that. Yeah. But I love that this is only temporary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rory. Yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd say the same thing in terms of getting support. There's lots of people out there that have already done this before and right. you shouldn't try to relearn it all Mm-mm. by yourself or on your own. Uh, and I think the other thing is, you know, as, as you mentioned, Sakura, one is just having some patience. I mm-hmm. personally don't believe in failure. I think people just inevitably quit. I think if you continue, you will eventually get to your goal. Mm-hmm. It may take longer than you imagined or you want, but that's, that's just the way life works. If you stay on the path day after day, you will eventually get there. And so, you know, just give yourself a little bit of patience right. and understanding and compassion that this is going to just take as long as it needs to take. I know that's hard when you're trying to generate money, mm-hmm. uh, but that's, again, where you need to call in the help, right? Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, just looking around, seeing people that are running their own business, having my own business on the side, it's like yeah. there's nothing more valuable than finding somebody that's already solved this problem for you. And other entrepreneurs are quick to share their failures, 100%. Right? Absolutely. I mean, right? that's, I'll tell you first. Yeah. Yep. Absol- and that's, these are all the tools of resilience, mm-hmm. yep. really. Yeah. You know, and as long as you stay in it, it's like as long as you get back up, you know, yeah. you're going to keep going. Yep. And, you know, if you started your own business, we know you've got it in you. Right. And so it's just drawing on that support and using those self-discovery tools that, that work. Yeah. And it's playing around with them. Yeah, and if it was easy, everybody would do it, right? Starting your own business is challenging. But in the long run, I would imagine it's going to be worth it to you. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yes, good luck. Well, I hope that helps you, Kristen. All right, Eric? Joseph from Casper, Wyoming says, I've been divorced for two years and I feel like I haven't emotionally healed or moved forward in my life. I'm trying to stay positive and optimistic about moving on and ideally ideally meeting someone else, but I'm struggling. Any advice? Mm. Yeah. Who Rory. Was that? <laughs> <laughs> Rory's like, what? Uh, You're it. All right, Rory. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'd say that, you know, divorce is super challenging. I don't think there's, a, uh, you know, we can talk about this. I don't know if there's a good metric for how long it's supposed to take for you to recover. There's so many different factors. I'd say that, you know, it can take a long time. Um, So again, you know, be patient with yourself, be kind with yourself. Mm -hmm. I think the most important thing about, you know, after divorce and wanting to meet someone else is just doing the work Mm -hmm. on yourself. Yes. There's nothing more important than (laughs) that. So instead of, you know, ideally looking at it as I want to meet someone else, I think it's about how do I continue to work on myself so I'm fully healed, Mm -hmm. right? Because you're going to meet, your match wherever you're at. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if you're having a difficult time and you're struggling and you're suffering and you haven't dealt with all of this loss or trauma or trauma or any of the past, then you're going to attract that type of person. Mm-hmm. So the most important thing you can do is just look at this as an opportunity for, well, how can I continue to work on myself, heal myself, be kind to myself, learn good habits, mm-hmm. and then when I'm ready, the universe is going to bring this partner into my life. And when you're not looking. 100%. Yeah. yeah. 
Definitely. And I think too, it's like I've shared with clients and what I learned myself was going through the divorce was learning to trust myself, Mm -hmm. doing the inner work and then allowing the fear, feeling the fear, right. And doing it anyway, because there was only so much I could learn on my own, the inner work I could do, but I had to practice with a partner, right? Because that's what relationships are for is healing and growth. As long, like you were saying, Rory, as long as you're meeting each other in a higher vibrational, is what I'm going to say, space versus my woundedness. So in my healing, I can meet people where I'm at to kind of test out where I'm, where I want to go. But I think I also needed to know, I didn't know what a healthy relationship looked like Mm -hmm. because, you know, it took two of us, right, to, to get to that point of divorce. And so what did I want it to look like? And so I like what you shared about doing the work the inner work, and then also being able to take responsibility for my part in it, going, okay, I'm the common denominator here. (laughs) I looked at my patterns. Mm -hmm. Let's heal that, and then let's practice. You know, so being willing um, to find someone to practice with. And I started, like, with a friend, like, how do you date? I don't know. You know, it's been (laughs) a couple years. Let's try this. And then just getting out there and then seeing what was mirrored back to me Mm -hmm. so that I could do more healing and growth to where I got into a more healthier relationship. Yeah, you can see where you're at. Yeah. It's like a compass. It is. Mm -hmm. It is. But I I would also add, that's great. I would also add that, you know, just having that self-worth, right? Mm. Like believing, not just visualizing what it is or what kind of relationship you want or what's healthy, but also imagining that or believing that you deserve it. Because I think that's half the battle. And we get in the way of our own healthy relationship coming in for us because we don't believe we can have it. Absolutely. Yeah. I didn't think so. Yeah, I think a lot of it comes back to, as you talked about, that reframing, Mm -hmm. right? Instead of seeing this as a failure, right? right? Right. It's like, well, this didn't work. Relationships are very challenging. You need two highly conscious people to probably have a good one. Mm -hmm. So it's just about, okay, well, what could I have done better, as you mentioned? right? Mm -hmm. How can I show up differently? What have I learned from this? What do I want to be different? Like, this is the opportunity. I mean, I think there's probably just a good year of just dealing with loss, (laughs) right? Yeah, Yeah. the grieving process, too, is a good year, because you have that year of firsts. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's a big deal. It's a big deal, and then you can kind of start taking a a, a good look at yourself. Yeah, pick yourself back up, you know. So I think you're right on schedule. Take your time, Joseph. Take your time. Yeah. All right. Eric? Jan from Tennessee says, I've been struggling with my health and have been diagnosed with an autoimmune disease. I'm listening to your show. You all have experienced a health crisis. What tips can you give me on how to make it through? All right, Sakura. Well, autoimmune on an emotional level is self-hatred. So I'd say your medicine is self-love. And then give purpose to your life. Um, I made my daughter my purpose when I was dying, make a commitment to yourself to not only live your life authentically, but also to really live it, right? Not just going through the motions. That doesn't count. And become an advocate for your healing. This was a hard one for me, but it's so easy to give it up to doctors and experts and expect them to heal you, but it's really up to you and your body. Mm. So well said. I know. Just (laughs) mic drop. Mic drop. Um, Yeah, I would say, you know, look at it as an opportunity. Health issues are in your body calling out saying, I I can't do this anymore. Right. right? And so this whatever's happening on the inside has been going on for a long period of time. And your physical body is like the last line of defense. Mm -hmm. And so when something's coming up, this is an opportunity for you to take a step back and look at your whole life. Right. Yeah. Everything that's going on in your life, all the people in your life, you, your job, and just assess what is going on. And and to just it's hard to get excited about it when you don't feel well, but you kinda have to get excited about it. You have to reframe and say, This is yeah. an opportunity for me mm-hmm. to change and to grow and to I probably like you're off track to become the person that you truly are, that you've probably been, you know, not living that life. Mm-hmm in some way, shape, or form. So I see, you know, I had to reframe it in that way to look at it as an opportunity to get excited about it. And once I started meeting people and going to different kinds of doctors and doing different modalities and changing the way that I think about life and the situation, it completely helped 
changed the experience. Yeah, it changed the experience. Mm -hmm. I started to have fun going and doing sound baths and doing (laughs) energy work and trying things and feeling better and better every day. Mm -hmm. It is a, it's tough and it's a long, it can be a long journey, Mm -hmm. but it does get better. And so, you know. Yeah. I like all of what you both have shared and it's, I think the advocate is really important. I learned that one the hard way. Yeah. (laughs) And you know, the surgeon telling me, you know, mine was more not autoimmune, but it was more from surgeries that Mm -hmm. I had to recover from. And where, you know, I lost the, you know, the usage of my right leg after a back surgery. And she's like, it's not my fault. And I remember just that as a wake up because I was looking at her as saving me. Mm -hmm. And she's like, you're going to have to deal with this. And it was just that wake up moment. And so then creating a team around me, right, being my own self-advocate, choosing these other modalities to go, I've got to get through this. Mm -hmm. You know, who can I trust believing in myself because I, I didn't know how to self-love, right? I didn't right. know about how to love myself. I was beating myself up. That's what got me into that. But it slowed me down enough. And through the other modalities and through other, you know, caring people, I learned the different meaning like you shared. I'm so glad you said that. Autoimmune is about self-hatred. Mm-hmm. And the different things in our bodies can be the same thing. So learning to listen to my body, creating a team around me, getting the support, and reframing it and looking at it as, okay, this is almost like this can be fun to heal myself yeah. and learn to love it. Yeah, love real, real quick, I love what you said just about, you know, stop giving your power away to somebody yes. else. This is your opportunity to step into your power and mm-hmm. you will figure it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I hope that helps you, Jan. All right, well, with that, we're going to take a quick break, but everyone stick around for more of the Conscious Coaching Hour. The passing of our loved ones always proves to be very challenging, but can be met with ease when working with someone who can hold space, compassion, and especially someone who works across the veil. Allow Sakura Sutter, multidimensional channeler and intuitive medium, to be your spiritual guide with the other side. No matter if you choose to communicate with your transitioned loved ones to help you with the grieving process, or connect with spiritual, galactic, and other light beings to explore and dive in more on your spiritual path, Sakura can assist you. Not only does Sakura channel insightful messages, but she also incorporates her metaphysical tools to help you move through blocks and unprocessed emotions and feelings, providing you with a closure, relief, and new mindset to move forward. So don't hesitate to take your first step towards healing so you can start living your life once again. Remote sessions available. Contact Sakura at sakurasutter.com. That's S-A-K-U-R-A-S-U-T-T-E-R. If you're planning on building a home or a major landscaping project, you'll want the team of Stone Resources on your side. Safely, effectively, and correctly working with our unique terrain requires local knowledge and environmental care. For 21 years, Stone Resources has been making sure their customers' biggest investment is on solid ground. Trust your next earth-moving project to Stone Resources. Call 425 754-6792. That's 425-754-6792. Stone Resources. We make the earth move. And remember, if you need dirt or have dirt to get rid of, you can call on us. 425-754-6792. Welcome back to Love from the Hip presents the Conscious Coaching Hour. I'm intuitive medium, spiritual coach, and your host, Sakura Sutter. I'm also the host of Love from the Hip. And I'm forgiveness coach, author, and your host, Brenda Reese. And I'm transformational coach, author, and your host, Roy Reich. Be sure to check us out on Sundays at 9 a.m. Pacific time on Timber Country and 9 p.m. South African time on Cape Town Zone Radio, 88.5 FM. All right. It's time for Sakura's Spiritual Sense. Thank you, Eric. Well, let's lean on Spirit or the Universe for some more guidance on today's topic. And today I'll be pulling a card from the Shaman's Dream Oracle deck by Alberto Villoto and Colette Baron-Reed. And the card I pulled is... Me Talks, Repairing the Mind, Body, and Spirit. So I'm going to briefly summarize their message. You are being challenged to discard the deep, dearly held judgments that you have passed over yourself and others. Release the people who you feel wronged or offended you. Recognize that they mirror the shadow aspects of your own soul. It is time for a cleaning of your proverbial house. Get rid of all that is poisoning your mind. 
for it also has the potential to make you sick. This card, Metox, appears as a warning that you can no longer postpone the self-care and pampering you long for. The time is now. And I will also add that Spirit of the Universe is reminding you that you cannot pour from an empty cup. You, my friend, have been running on E for the last few years, just skimming by. While it may seem a bit unsettling, scary even, to bounce back into your life, especially after most things may not be the same as it once was, it is really time. Your life has been waiting for you, not only for you to live it, but more so for you to grab it by the reins and lead it. I love this card also for the final card pull of the year, because while most of us are making our lists of the habits, people, or things we want to give up or detox, remember it is also time to give in to the things we need, like love. So I encourage you all to me-tox for 2023. I love that your card pulls are always so right on. And we were just talking about that, self-care. Right mm-hmm. in the in the sense of really the detoxing from different things, but the self care, and I mean I like the massages and stuff, but it's also the inner work. Yeah, yeah. As we are looking at those closing out the year, because I'm looking at that too. What are my intentions, and who's working in my life? Who isn't? What is? What isn't? That me love talks. piece. Yeah. Yeah. First, I think you should trademark me talks. Uh, <laughs> totally right. And, secondly, I, and secondly, I love you know the the concept of the you know life is a reflection of our inner world, right? Mm-hmm. And so instead of pointing the finger, it's like an opportunity to take the finger and point it back at yourself and say, why is this happening? And what can I do about it? So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. Brenda brings it back around. So resilience is the ability to cope with unexpected changes and challenges in your life. It's not always possible to prevent stressful or adverse situations, but you can strengthen your capacity to deal with these challenges. Let's talk about a few things you can do to create more resilience. One is try something new. It's never been easier to join an online community or be able to learn something new on dozens of learning platforms or maybe even join a local community event or club. And also, there are so many forums now that it's easy to find something new. Something new will help challenge us. Number two, reach out for support like we've been talking about. Being able to ask for help, staying connected to friends and family, and actively nurturing supportive, encouraging relationships helps you not feel alone, along with building resilience through receiving and giving. Having that belief and feeling that you have a community of people around you supporting you, especially during extreme times of stress, can ease your mind and heart, which helps maintain your well-being. Number three, immerse yourself in nature. Science is continuously showing us that spending time in nature has positive effects on our overall health. Studies are showing the improvement of emotional well-being, which aids our resilience. We don't have to live near a forest to indulge ourselves. Go into your backyard or a local park. Center yourself by breathing in and out slower than you usually would, and then take in the sights, sounds, and smells using all of your senses to create a heightened awareness of this world around you. Then take note of how you feel in your inner world. Do you feel calmer, lighter, any tension? This creates self-awareness, which is the key to building resilience. This exercise also builds your resilience. It acts as a restoration of energy and a reset to your body's equilibrium. And number four, gratitude and daily practice. Creating a daily practice of gratitude has been shown by neuroscience to change the chemicals in our brains and make new neural pathways. I have a friend who is an educational neuroscientist, and her business is all about gratitude. She shares a gratitude practice of focusing on one thing you are grateful for and really feeling the gratitude. This is proven to shift those chemicals in our brain. Resilience is a skill that requires an ongoing willingness from you to show up for yourself, even when you don't feel like it. It is the action of getting back up that strengthens your well-being. I love that. There's so much in there. Uh, there I know. (laughs) And I I like that, you know, honestly, most of them are pretty simple. Mm Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, the one that really stuck out to me was the uh, try something new. Yeah. Not hard to try too. something new. No. We have a lot of resistance or fear around trying things that we do. we've never done mm-hmm. before, but it's really pretty simple. Yeah. yeah. Here's Rory's Reflections. The one constant in life is change. While, we, while all of us seek some level of safety and security, it's impossible to avoid the ups and downs that life brings us. Yes, we can try and create a very structured life to protect ourselves from challenging times, but the truth is, challenges are unavoidable. Our time is better spent trying to improve our mindset around these events 
and building the necessary tools to help us navigate difficult situations. We cannot control life, but we have a lot of control over how we deal with the day-to-day -day stresses and traumatic events that are ultimately unavoidable while we're here. Learn to expect and embrace the challenging times for what they are, necessary lessons for our growth and evolution. I love that. Well, that was a wonderful reflection. <laughs> and I had heard psychologists were saying that it's important for us to step back, right, and acknowledge our stressors. I really ask why, because our body so easily goes into the fight, flight, or freeze, and a lot of times we don't even know why, right? So understanding right. that, stepping back and looking at those stressors really helps us to understand, and as we were saying earlier, to reframe. Yeah, and I think it's not enough in life just to survive. No. Or just no. to cope. Who wants yeah. that? No. Right? Live. No. Like, all of us are, <laughs> yeah, like all of us are so busy. Right. But you're right. We, we got to take a step back and we got to examine our lives and we have to figure out, do we really need to do this? Do I need to do that? What are the tools that I need to implement my life so I'm not just surviving? Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, and I think people are waking up to that, right? Right. I mean, over the last couple of years where I'm noticing that, and it's also encouraging others to do it. Yes. You know, because we can get, fall back into that coping of isolation and fear. Mm -hmm. And I caught myself a few times doing that. So it's like having that mentorship around you, a community, right? Yeah. Having the little mantras, the, these tools that we've talked about. Yeah. yeah. It's a conscious movement forward. I love it. Yep. You matter. Yes. <laughs> all right. Well, that's all the time we have for today. We want to thank Eric, our amazing producer. KKNW, Timber Country, Cape Town Zone Radio, and you, the listener. Don't forget to subscribe, like, and share our podcast, The Conscious Coaching Hour, which you can find in our Love from the Hip, anywhere you can find podcasts. And what are we talking about on our next show? On our next show, we'll be discussing the topic of sovereignty, how to step into your power, and the ways in which your life is positively impacted when you do. Love the show? Have a question you would like us to answer on the air? Follow us, like us, and message us on Instagram or Facebook at Love from the Hip. That's H-Y-P. You can find me at SakuraSetter.com. You can find me at RoyReich.com. You can find me at BrendaReeseCoaching.com. Tune in every month on Wednesdays from 2 to 3 p.m. on AM 1150 KKNW and Sundays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time on Timber Country and 9 p.m. South African Time on Cape Town's 88.5 FM for more of the Conscious Coaching Hour. Where we help you awaken your intuition and inner coach. So you can live your best life.